0: It's gonna cause sacrifice to get there. And that sacrifice might be different things based on your goal, and it's gonna be an exciting outcome. But what is the journey like? Are you willing to sacrifice in the journey in that time of what it's going to take? Mm. Uh, this is a lot of like what Gary Veevan says in the whole entrepreneur space is like, don't think about the goal of maybe making a you know starting a six-figure business or whatever it is it's like enjoy the journey love the journey because that's what's going to take most of the time in the process oh i
1: gotta there. go hey. i've been working told him please don't hit my phone i'm in my zone bro just leave me alone hey. was on the road but I why i'm coming home now the drinks on me i think we need a toast hey. see i did it for me now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog. that's Why I paid on my feast. I was starving for this day, Now my fan can eat. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Couple News here at the Couple News Podcast with your host, Matt and myself, Peter. Thank you for tuning in. Just some housekeeping, real quick, and make sure you guys check out our YouTube, we're Couple Nurses on YouTube, and our videos are also available now on Spotify. Our YouTube channel houses a lot of interesting things. Like I said, all our videos are on there, plus our vlogs and our nursing briefments are also on there for you guys to tune in and listen to and, and enjoy for all the, the nursing fans that we got out there. Make sure you guys check out couple of nurses.com. That's where we house all our blog posts and all our couple of nurses information. Uh, we have a lot of cool write-ups and, sh- and show notes for each of our episodes. If you want to find out more about the things that we talk about, we have all our research studies linked over there and just basically whatever we said here, we reiterate uh, on our blog posts. Speed of blog posts, make sure you check out WeAreForLineWarriors.com. That is our sister site, and that has more of some mindfulness, wellness, health-related blog posts for you guys to read over and, and enjoy. Also, both stores have shops, nurses.shop, and WeAreForLineWarriors.shop as well for all your all our cool latest merch. Matt here, for all of you guys watching the video, he's wearing a love shirt, made for nurses, by nurses, and I got the... Nurse college shirt for all you uh, nursing students out yeah, there. College frat boy shirt. Oh, yeah. College nurse frat boy shirt. <laughs> um, and also some uh, big news. Spotify now allows video. So all our Spotify users, you can watch us there now, which is really amazing. Make sure you also give us five stars on there and also five star our podcast. And make sure you like and subscribe on our YouTube. We also have some big projects in the works. It's called Prontos It's called P-R-N-T-O. Uh, we have a landing page out there already, prntohealth.com, for anybody that wants to check it out and subscribe. This is geared more towards our healthcare workers. It's something that we've currently been working on here at the Couple of Nurses in collaboration with a few other people to make the healthcare system or healthcare employee kind of journey a little bit smoother. We're going to have an all in one app for basically your whole healthcare career and your whole healthcare uh, journey. And I believe uh, that's about all of it. What's up, Matt? What's up, what's up? Thank you for the beautiful
0: introduction. On today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about setting and measuring your goals in 2022. We all have New Year's resolution as this year has started. So let's kill it and let's do it by the scientific approach, the proper way to do it and understand what goal setting is and how to measure it. So we're going to go deep dive into this. It's going to be jam-packed episode. I know this is going to help a lot of people Especially for the mindset people out there, I'm a mindset warrior myself, so I'm pumped for this episode. Yeah,
1: probably. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, probably the biggest New Year's goal that everybody has is is probably like fitness and physical motivation. Because every time January hits, or like early, like mid December and January, you see a lot of new faces at the gym that are starting their their fitness uh, journey, which is really amazing to to see. But I feel like a lot of people uh, start their fitness journey not only their fitness journey, but other journeys and their plans, they they have something in mind. They call it a goal, but it's not probably a really a proper goal. It's just something that they think they want to do and they want to accomplish. So they're calling it a goal, like a fitness goal, like a goal to lose weight. But they but a lot of people really don't know how to, how to go about setting proper goals because a lot of times we have these ideas of things we want to do, we want to accomplish, and we start doing them. And then we kind of fall off and realize that, that, hey, maybe I'm not as interested as I thought I was, or I am interested, it's just that the goal that I'm aiming for wasn't properly orchestrated. So we're going to kind of help you guys uh, with that. Yeah, so first, first things first, let's find
0: out what is goal setting. So the definition of a goal is an act of setting a target or object you wish to achieve. It sounds simple, yet it is really hard to achieve. And this is the easy part of the process, telling yourself, you want to lose that 10 pounds, you want to weigh 160 you want to bench press 225, you want to read 30 pages a day, whatever the case might be. That's the easy part. The real challenge is not determining the results, but the process of getting there. Are you willing to sacrifice your lifestyle and whatever it might be to get there? Uh, And that's the real kicker. You should ask yourself, what kind of pain do I want? Because that pain A lot of us in the current state of society we have so much comfort and leisure that anything that's pain related that brings us pain physically emotional we just tend to avoid it we suppress it and in this case if you want to achieve a goal your your current state is different from where you're trying to achieve it therefore it's gonna cause sacrifice to get there and that sacrifice might be different things based on your goal and it's going to be an exciting outcome, but what is the journey like? Are you willing to sacrifice in the journey in that time of what it's going to take? Mm. Um, this is a lot of like what Gary Vee even says in the whole entrepreneur space is like, don't think about the goal of maybe making a you know starting a six-figure business or whatever it is it's like enjoy the journey love the journey because that's what's going to take most of the time in the process to get
1: there yeah i'm glad you brought that up because with with any goal it basically a goal is something that you usually want to change about yourself or your your current state or just something you want to do differently and of course anything that involves moving away from the norm from what your baseline is is going to call for some discomfort and some 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 change you know change change is difficult change is hard to do but that's what's going to ultimately get get you there because you're obviously creating a goal because you want to change something in some certain way and a process is going the process part is going to to get you to attain that goal and i feel like people are really good at setting these measures and these benchmarks but they don't really always realize or understand that there's a process associated with it like setting up a goal of saying that you want to, like you like you said, that you want to make a six figure business in like the next year. The thing, it's good that you've you know decided on this on, on this goal. Now you kind of have to figure out how you're going to get there, and that's kind of the, the more important thing than the actual goal itself. Because like you could have, you could set up any kind of goal. For example, instead of having a six figure business, maybe you want to start a business. It's it's a similar goal, but the process is, is was what's actually what actually matters. Because you could have. You could create a six figure business without it attending to be a six figure business. Just your your intent could be or your goal or your intent could just be to start a business and you could kinda of just, just go from, from there. But then again, you know, uh, starting a business is gonna require you to have that goal of starting a starting a business. So it's like it's Something that the goals I feel like are easy to to, to pinpoint and and uh, visually, mentally create. It's just a process that's really hard for a lot of people because it doesn't involve a lot of change. Everybody wants a gold medal,
0: but nobody wants to train like the Olympian to actually achieve it. So when you, when you keep mentioning process, we're going to use a different term for that. It's, we're going to call it systems. So we're going to need proper systems in place in order to achieve that goal. A great example is if you're a writer and your goal is to write the book, what is the system that you're gonna have in place schedule every week for you to finish that book. If you're a runner and your goal is to run a marathon, what are the systems in place you're gonna have the training scheduled to get there? Um, Same thing with uh, losing weight since we're in the New Year's, right? If your goal is to lose 10 pounds, what are the systems in place are you gonna have? Because it's gonna be super easy to slip off, Looking at the kitchen, damn, I was gonna have some cookies today, and then you fall off, right? So, one system could be getting electronic scale like we have and checking your weight every single day and seeing where you're kind of floating. You know, if you want to lose two pounds a week to reach that goal at the end of the month of eight pounds, and you've only lost a pound and a half that week, well, we got to change some things around. What are the systems? What can we do? Can we? Uh, Decrease some carbs and etc. Because ultimately that's that's what's going to get there
1: Mm, That's good about that up because one of the big portions of of goal setting and you know Accomplishing these putting in play in these systems is also reflecting back on what's working For example, you you could stick something for like a week or two But then you're going to fall off from it in some way shape or form and you have to identify The reasons why you, you fell off from from that goal What's what are you really struggling about? For example, we bring up fitness and and, and working out and and, uh, and weight management because it's very easy to to like draw it up because everyone could you know attach to, to trying it at some point in their life. So if, for example, like Matt said, if you're trying to lose that that three pounds a week or two pounds a week and you miss the mark, you get a pound and a half. Is is the is it because you didn't work out enough? Is it because your workout routine is now something that's your baseline and you have to, ch- to change up because you're not always going to burn the same amount of calories each time. Is it because you select on a new nutrition? You have all these systems in place. You have a system for nutrition. You have a system for, for tracking. You have a system for the physical activity. And now you got to f- kind of continuously check back onto these systems and figure out what's working and what's not. Where could you adjust? What could you adjust on and why? And that's, that's going to help you also achieve those goals because you're going to understand what is the hardest thing for you. If you could go to the gym every day or six times times a week, you're doing well. But if you're falling off on nutrition, you have to be able to identify. You can't just say, okay, I didn't miss, I missed my benchmark of losing two pounds this week by half a pound. Okay, great, I'm gonna try again next week. It's it, You got to go more in depth than that. Like, why did you miss that? Is it because your nutrition fell off or is it because you, you stopped working out or what? And that's going to ultimately help you out in the long run because you're going to slowly fix each system and optimize each system for like for your your success basically yeah and the systems are
0: are actually what achieves the damn goal and the result that you're trying to attain a perfect example is when we started this podcast we didn't realize how much organization takes into place and we realized that our systems are faulty right we had an idea of being this successful podcast, but we didn't have the proper infrastructure in place and the systems to actually get us there. Mm. So how to set goals? Uh, this is going to be the three three basic strategies that we're gonna go over. So the first one is to ruthlessly eliminate your goals. And what does that mean? Where, te- where, energy, where attention flows, that's where energy goes. So, you don't want to have too much goals when you're focusing on one big thing because that's going to dilute your sense of attention think about it that way where if you have multiple screens on a computer it starts kind of overloading the processor the cpu and you can't optimize and be as efficient in that single thing so uh if you have one specific goal pull some attention out of things that you're currently doing into one damn thing you know it's kind of funny because when I started travel nursing. I had a goal for myself that I wanna do all this cool stuff like train Jiu Jitsu, learn how to speak Spanish, play a guitar and all this damn shit. And then I got here and now I'm just like, it's impossible to do all these things. I just gotta choose one thing.
1: Right. And so it's... I'm just gonna
0: train for now. And then maybe uh, in three months, I could pick up a guitar and learn how to play that and kind
1: of go from there. Yeah, is, is it motivating? Like if you, if you overset goals or if you set too much of them and it's in reality, the best thing to do is do one goal at a time but for example you set up four or five goals and even though you might be doing one on one you fall off on the other ones you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna be like well i can't achieve this i can't achieve that but but in reality of it you're just trying to take on too much so try to just have one big goal and then you can have like little sub goals like for example i'll bring you back to the, the the gym trying to to lose weight so your goal is to lose two and a half pounds but then your other sub goals are to a Go to the gym four times a week and then B optimize your n- nutrition and then four figure out a way to track it. And those kind of sub goals are a little smaller and easier to, to accomplish. It's gonna get you to a, a better path on that one major goal. Instead of saying, Hey, I wanna lose 20 pounds, and then I, I wanna, you know, gain muscle, and then I also wanna start a new job. I also wanna start hanging out with friends more. Like those are those goals. The more you goals you have in, in one moment, the more um runoff you get you dilute it and it's not as meaningful because you might achieve one of them but then the other four are gonna drag you down so it's not as not as mentally and physically rewarding as having like one goal at a time and you're just knocking them one by one
0: yeah if if you if you have anybody that said if i only had more hours in a day to do something uh, that's part of the problem and just like you mentioned the problem is is that you don't need more time you
1: just need to decide. And that's a goal selection. Where are you going to put your attention? Yeah, because you can you can never change time. So if you're focusing on, oh, I wish I had more time to do this. I wish I had more time to do that. You're not really solving anything because you're going to have the same issue the next day. If six hours wasn't enough for you, for you to do something today, six hours is probably not going to be enough for you to do it tomorrow. So think about the variables that you can't change. You can't change when the sun goes up, when it goes down. You can't change what time it is. You can't change how much free time you have af- after work that's all it's almost something that that's in like almost like a rubric you could say that's un- unchangeable so you should focus on things that that you could change not just like always trying to almost like like feel bad for yourself because of this because of that you should just try to slowly change one thing at a, at a time it's how just just how life works and how humans, humans are programmed like when you're like even when you're a, you're a baby you, you got to crawl and then you walk right and then you finally figure out how to how to then you babble then you speak right Think about when you're an infant, you do you learn one thing at a time. You don't walk, crawl, speak, and cry all, all in like the first year of you being a baby, right? It, it takes time. So that's kind of how we're programmed to, to, to do things is like one thing at a time.
0: Yes. The second way to set goals is to stack your goals. And habit stacking is planning when and where you'll be executing and implementing your goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially, you're trying to achieve something new but why not stack it with something you're already doing? So that's the formula. Current habit, I will insert new habit. That's like the rubric. So an example for this is if you want to meditate. After I brew my coffee, my morning coffee, I will meditate for one minute. Or let's just say your goal is to floss. After I set my toothbrush down, I will floss my teeth. So what that's kind of doing is you're already doing something that's programmable. You're already making your coffee, you're already brushing your teeth, you're already maybe going outside. So now you're gonna insert a new habit just so it's easier to go through the motion. Uh, there's, It's like the law of Im- uh, inertia. When something is in motion, it takes less energy to push it. But at the beginning, if you had that big boulder, it's, it's gonna take a lot of pressure and force to push that boulder mm. just to start
1: start getting that ball in motion. 100%. Yeah, uh, the third one is to set an upper bound. So when we set goals, we usually think of like this one objective, like it's fixed, like I wanna lose five pounds. Well, you could try start incorporating and to kind of maximize maximize. you could say the amount of success you're gonna get from your goal is to add like an upper limit and like a lower limit. So if instead of saying like I wanna lose five pounds, you could say I wanna lose at least five pounds, but I'm gonna try and lose 10 that way it's not like you're hitting the baseline and you're good. it's like you're giving yourself some wiggle room but this wiggle room is is, is better than, your, than your, your baseline because if you lose seven pounds well guess what that's two pounds more than you planned on that's like a that's like a bigger reward than than what you aimed for It's almost like not you getting a gold medal now you, now you get the platinum medal too so it help, helps you with that and also it'll help you for example, if you set the bar super high and if you don't hit that mark, you could try to be that person that it's okay. Try to set that goal real high. That way, in case if you miss, you don't, you still achieve something. You know what I'm saying? So maybe instead of like, you think you could lose, you know, you want to aim to lose five pounds again. And then you should, even though you want to lose that five pounds, maybe you should aim for higher. Because if you don't, miss or sorry if you don't yeah right if you don't hit hit that higher mark guess what you have so much leeway that no matter what happens even if you lose you're technically still winning i feel like people kind of disregard that and don't really think about that but then again i could see it being the other way around i guess depends if you're a pessimistic person or if you're you know or really positive because i could see that as someone saying hey i want to lose between five and ten and they'll feel like shit because they haven't lost five because they want to they really want to lose that 10, but they only lost that five. So you got to kind of learn to give yourself credit because just by setting goals and slowly hitting that goal, you're already a better person than you were yesterday. It's just hard for us to always remember that just because we're always so fixated on this fact that we want to have it 100%. But you guys got to realize that an A is still 90%. So even though you might've got you know one wrong on that, on an exam that had 10 questions, you're still an A, you're still 90%. 90%. You got to give yourself credit where it's due because the fact that you even set a goal and already are pushing towards that, that that achievement, you're already a lot better person than you were yesterday. And then you are even a better person than you were a week ago. And imagine how better a person you are if you hold that that accountability and that goal for a year. You're, yeah. you're almost like a, like a saint.
0: And one more th- uh, thing about the upper bound, that's also to prevent uh, burnout, essentially. So you have that consistency, but you're sustaining your goal because if you don't have a upper bound threshold, they're just gonna burn out because you don't have any kind of ceiling that you're uh, reaching. Mm. And then going back really quick to habit stacking. So researchers actually found that uh, those people that fill out a sentence of inserting the current habit with the new habit were actually two to three times more likely to exercise compared to the control group who did not make plans on their future behavior. Mm. So this is a very powerful method that you could be including. Mm. Um, the next thing is how can you achieve your goals uh, consistently so the most important thing of course is to show up every single day and show up for yourself so this kind of has like a little self love thing because if you kind of i don't want to say hate yourself but if you don't feel fully like in tune that you want to pursue this goal you're going to make a bunch of excuses from your subconscious or telling yourself like oh that i'm not really good enough for this i really can't do this and you're just kind of all that mental blocks are just gonna make it so much harder to uh, what is it called to achieving that goal because mindset is one thing but what we're going to focus on here is how to align your goals with the environment because environment is going to play uh, a huge factor and in the book atomic habits by james clear he calls this hidden forces so the environment is the hidden forces um, that's going to affect it. Like let's just say you're an ambitious person Well, you need the right environment to, to kind of go hand in hand and parallelly um, excel your growth and your, when your goals you're trying to achieve. A mm-hmm. uh, perfect example is, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, but your loved one, partner, or maybe yourself is putting junk food into the fridge, well, how much harder is it going, to you, going for you to be eating clean when you have all that available to you? You want to clean up your environment. Um, same thing when uh, you're on the computer and you're reading a book or you're reading a blog post, if you have fifteen tabs open, that's just going to kind of you know skew away your attention because your environment's not there with one tab to read that damn blog post
1: and then kind of move on. Yeah, a successful goal achieving is able to control, you say as much variables as possible. Your environment plays plays a giant role. So, like I said, if you have someone other that that buys junk food, doesn't really care too much about fitness and working out, and and you know your physical health goals and their physical health goals don't, don't align, that's something you, you're gonna have to try and change too. Because, and uh, in the long run, in the short term, it might not be a big deal, but in the long term, it might it might uh decrease your ability to get to get those goals. Because, yeah, you know, you might be able to abstain from that junk food now, but are but are you going to be able to do that every day for the next six months if you're trying to lose 10 pounds in six months or however much you want to lose? It's going to get harder and harder each time because yeah. as we all mentioned in, in this podcast before, it takes like 30 days to develop a like a decent habit. And sometimes it takes, nine, it takes 30 to 90 days to develop a habit. So that's one to three months for it to be your habit. So if you go to the gym for three weeks, well, guess what? That might not be enough for you to develop that as a habit. You might have to consistently... And mentally keep reiterating to yourself and in your mind, say, I'm gonna to go to the gym today, I'm gonna to work out for three to six months before it becomes something normal. Yeah. There you just wake up and you already know, know what to do. Like we could easily say that for us, the, the gym is something that we, it's a habit. Like I wake up and something that, that I'm most like I'm going to do unless I take take a rest day. It's not something that I have to like force myself to do unless I'm like real sick or something's going on, you know. So keep that, in, keep that in mind and try to change your environment as much as you can. So if you're trying to lose weight, it's probably not a good idea to always go out every week. not a good, a good idea to always eat out. Yeah, you might have your friends always hit you up. Hey, we're going to grab a drink. You want to come with us? And you're going to have to say no sometimes to those people. They want to hang out with you. They they love you. They want to be there for you and with you. But you got to understand that you have a goal and it requires sacrifices because you're changing. So if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're not going to hit your goal because you're still doing the same thing over and over again, which doesn't lead lead to anything.
0: And then ultimately with this environment, you're just trying to change the default decision that you're going to make. And a perfect example is we always talk about epigenetics and how an environment literally affects how your body and your genes are being produced. Mm-hmm. So why not create a perfect environment for yourself? And right. we, we gave some uh, different examples, some negative, but like a positive example for uh, changing your environment is like if you want to remove uh, drinking soda. So you're always going to carry a water bottle around you. Therefore, the default decision for you is going to grab that water bottle that's already there instead of the soda, which, you know, might be in the
1: fridge or laying around somewhere else. Right. And you're going to love yourself for this. And your body is going to love it, too, because I feel like, especially us nurses, so I'm going to give you another, another example. So you got, a, you got a pet dog. Look at all the things that, that, that you do to that dog's environment to give it a happy, successful place to live and grow and just be happy as a dog, right? You give them certain dog food, you take them out for walks, even though it might not be most convenient thing for you. You try to do everything you can to make this dog's environment as positive as possible. You gotta do that, do that to yourself. Same with like, when I had fish back in the day, like, you know, if I wanted a to fish, to, fish to grow, I had to take out a few fish, fish out of the fish tank and make that fish grow. And then I reintroduce them and so, so on and so forth. And you put the plants to have a good time. So like we kind of failed to do that to, do that to ourselves. We're really good to show our care and love for other things and make their environment really good, we kind of forget about ourselves and make our environment a good, optimal place for us to to, to grow in the ways we wanna grow. Yeah, and
0: scientists, for the fancy people out there, they call this term choice architecture, the ability to make the proper decisions. So we're gonna go over some uh, useful strategies that are going to maybe, by default, help you make better decisions in life. The first one is simplicity, so if you have too much going on, you don't have the right way of focusing, it's gonna create a lot of static. So like we always say, where tension is, that's where energy kind of flows. So remove the and environment and clean it up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Perfect example, we talked about the fridge, right? Eliminate the junk food from the fridge. So it's sim- simplistic, you're only eating healthy, whole foods instead of the junk food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is visual uh, cues. And this is an interesting formula that you can implement. So. I'm gonna give an example of uh, this guy, which was, uh, he invented the paperclip method and maybe you could use marbles, uh, maybe you could use quarters, nickels, whatever the case might be for yourself. So uh, this guy, Trent Dismond, he basically uh, wanted to open up like some kind of agency and he had to do a lot of calls a day, but he couldn't keep track of how many calls he was making, he was kind of falling off, he wasn't hitting his benchmark. So every single day, uh, he woke up with two jars next to him and one jar had 120 paper clips filled. Every single time this guy made a sales call, he basically took that paper clip and put it into the other jar. And all day he'd be making sales till he got finished and put all 120 paper clips in the other jar. Hmm. Um, And what's interesting about this, it gives you visual cues. A lot of us love feedback. A lot of us are visual, and they like to see progress. So this one way, whether it's paper clips or marbles, is one way to kind of track your goal and measure it that it's actually becoming successful. There's actually some kind of progress happening, um, and just like a to-do list, it kind
1: of motivates you and kind of makes you want to finish things off. 100. We always advocate using like a calendar or like your your task manager on your on your phone because a lot of us are visual and even though you might not be the most visual learner or like that visual stuff there's always something that that feels good when you check something off when you get to erase something off the board or you get to you know check mark it or 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 whatever you do to it because it's rewarding it shows that hey you had something done and even though you might internally know you have something done i feel like our our eyes and our mind associate better outcomes of positivity if you actually physically cross it off or, or or check it off yeah, the next point is opting in and opting out. This is something that that I, um, that I subconsciously do that I just found out about now when you, when you scripted this. It's easier to opt in for something now. And for example, let's just say I'll do this. I'll do, because this happens to be sometimes, like I schedule myself for a massage. You know, so I schedule my massage maybe like a week, week in advance. And sometimes this massage happens to be when I come out for work. So I already signed up for this massage a week ahead of time. I know that I work that night, which means I'm going to be probably tired in the morning. and I'm going to go to a tired. But the fact that I opt, opted in for it already, it's a lot harder for me to to call them and say, hey, I'm not coming in. Versus, versus me just waiting for that day and then having an appointment because you're more inclined to not do something the day off compared to if you already signed up for it in, in the past. That's why a lot of times nurses, when they pick up overtime, they don't pick it up the, the day of, they pick it up in the future. So when you sign up for overtime, usually a nurse doesn't say, Hey, I'm gonna come in today, it's you say, Hey, i want to sign up for next week. Because a lot of times, or majority of times, if somebody calls you pick up overtime the day of, you're gonna say no. Because it, it sucks. And even though it still sucks going for the overtime the the week later, you already opted to it. So now it takes you more work, more effort to cancel it than it is to just show up. Because now instead of just showing up, I have to call, I have to explain, and I have to replan plan my, my day compared to it already being set stone, Right? Exactly. It's, I, it's, I find that very, very valuable, especially if you're someone that, that likes to do things the, the day of and you find yourself just putting it off, this is something that's going to then be beneficial for you. I'll tie it back to the gym. For example, if you have a gym buddy, have them help you be, be, be accountable. Say, I'll uh, use something like this, so I'll be like, hey Matt, let's go to the gym tomorrow. Right? And, right? and I might wake up tomorrow morning and be like, damn, I really don't feel like going to the well, gym. Pete, man, I'm ready to go to the gym. So let's go. Yeah, see, so just like that, and you That already got kind of uplifts you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and you're like, like, shit, I already told Matt that uh, I'm gonna work out with him tomorrow. Now I'm not just disappointing myself, I'm disappointing Matt. And it's a lot harder now now for me to say, hey, Matt, I don't really feel like working out today compared to, you know, me not bringing it up, uh, up at all and not planning for it, right? Because it's a pain, yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a pain, yeah, waking up in the morning and going to the gym, but the fact that you already made plans to do it you're already subconsciously ready, ready to do it, even though it still might suck. And ultimately, you're making that decision that you're opting in
0: on a better day. So even though the day of you might be feeling shitty, you're going to just be uplifted to do it because you already are opt-in. And this all started from a famous organ uh, donation study that revealed how uh, multiple uh, European countries, their organ donations skyrocketed because they required citizens to uh, opt-in instead of opting out. So by default, you already opt in. You have to manually go in there and opt out of organ donation. It's like like Kind of smart, but it's a little bit kind of messed up mm-hmm. if you think about it from a
1: free will standpoint. Like, you, man, you are already kind of like setting me up for organ donation. <laughs> right, because you always choose a path of least resistance. So if you're already plugged into the program and you have to sign out of it, you know, it sucks. That's why these subscriptions gets you, get you. That's why this subscription-based thing is so beneficial because if you guys remember, like 10, 12 years ago, Not everything was so subscription-based. You would pay a one-time thing, one-time payment, and that's it. You would would get that product for the rest of your life. Now it's subscription-based, which means you have to pay monthly for the rest of your life until you decide to opt out. And a lot of times, (laughs) it's a pain to ask opt out because you don't know where the hell to do it, and it just adds more steps. And that's why society has moved to more of an opt-out kind of thing for subscriptions because it makes them a lot more money. Because for you to opt out something, it takes a lot more effort. Yeah, but it's just, just like those, those free before. trials, man. Mm-hmm. Always, Seven yeah. days, you'll forget
0: and rolls over to 30 and you're paying. Or this whole monthly or annual thing. Mm-hmm. Automatically, you
1: get a year after seven days. You mm-hmm. got to be cautious, man. Yeah. And um, I love goals. Which programs. I still can't believe like, that. Like this whole opt-in, opt-out thing, like when I was looking it over, I'm like, damn, this is like, they got us in the bag, dude. Like, they figured it out. They did. And that's why, yeah, that's just like said. that's why subscription mm-hmm. models work. Uh, the next thing and the last thing,
0: you have your goals, you know how to set them, you know how to control and align your environment, you're ready to go. Uh, then the second f- piece of the pie to make this whole is to measure your goals and how are you going to do that. So measuring your goal is a key factor for uh, long-term progress, for you to be accountable, for you to sustain at your goals. And also, you want to figure out that you're actually making progress. You actually want to motivate yourself that you're actually getting there. Uh, whether that's a you know few months few weeks whatever it is if you're at the gym you take a progress pick day one progress pick day 60 and see how much better you look that freaking motivates you and you're ready for day 90 day 120 and etc so whatever your goal is just reverse engineer that goal um, and figure out how you can measure it maybe you want to put something up on a calendar take some notes set a reminder uh, you figure it out that's going to just really depend on what you're trying to do yeah and don't
1: fall off for measuring measuring goals because every time you measure a goal i mean if like the thing is if you measure something on a daily basis that maybe takes like two to three weeks to actually fully develop like working out it could get a little bit of bit, uh, like stagnating and you might not feel as as rewarding you could say like for example the whole working out thing you're not going to see much results in the first week you might see some results in two weeks but it really takes about like a month to three months to actually see some like different physical traits of your body. So, but the thing is like you still should should always keep track of things because that's like your reward system. Because if you you set you set a goal, if you don't measure it, you are first of all not gonna know how to how you first of all you're not gonna know that you actually attained it, and second of all you're not gonna know how you, how you're doing. How are you gonna measure your result? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to make a six figure business. How are you gonna measure? How are you gonna know if it's making one thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, twenty, fifty, sixty, up until hundred thousand? Like you have to. With money, it's it's easier because it's numbers and you could do it. But you have to measure measure everything, and everything is measurable. Some things are just more measurable than other things. But everything could be measured. Even like you, let's say you're, you're you've been in like a slump for the past like three months because winter time and you haven't got a lot of sunlight. You know you have a little bit of a seasonal depression going on. Even if it's something like, for example trying to just be happier. If your goal is to, hey, today is January 24th, and I wanna be a little bit more happier by February 19th for like the next, or let's do like a month for February 24th, or whatever. That's, that might, you might think it's not, like how am I supposed to measure my happiness? How am I supposed to measure my happiness? How, how am I supposed to do that? Well, first of all, you're not gonna be able to measure it if you just think about it once in a while. Maybe you should, you should journal. Maybe you should journal every day, every two days, and then read back through it after the first month and say, hey, damn, well, I could see reading back on January twenty fourth, I was in a slump. Like the writing style is, you know, it's sad; it's not very energetic. But now it's February twenty fourth, and I can see that hey, there's been a change. Now, now I'm highlighting more positives about my day, not as much negatives. You know, so every everything is measurable. You just have to be a little bit creative about how you measure it, because that's the only way you're going to be able to tell is actually if you're hitting the mark, and it's also going to tell you where you have to change. Like same with the weightlifting thing. Uh, trying trying to lose weight, if you don't weigh yourself. If you don't check your macros, if you don't work out, you're not gonna see, and if you don't measure all those things, you're not gonna see where you're falling off of. Because if you just don't hit the mark and say, oh, well, I didn't hit the mark, try again next week. Well, what do you gotta fix next week? Is it the diet that they fucked up on? Is it the gym session you messed up on? What where, where, where did you fall short on? You have to measure those things consistently. At least for like the first like three to six months. Yeah,
0: and one mindset shift here, just to kind of think about measuring your goals a little bit different or make it a little bit easier for you is, Setting goals, measuring them, it's not all about counting, measuring, tracking. It's not always about the result. Remember, it's about the journey. So what is a journey? The journey of measuring is to discover, to find out, to understand. You're ultimately measuring these goals to understand how you're feeling, you're understanding what's working, what's not, because you could always you know, fix your goal, set a new goal, and where are you spending your time, what's important to you, things like that. And I you know, and just like dieting, when you when you remove the, the number game and all that and you're just like, okay, I'm feeling better, I'm sleeping better, you're finding out things that are that are pointing towards the direction you're making progress or creating positive emotions with uh, the journey that
1: you're on to kind of make you sustain that progress long term ultimately. that's what it yeah. yeah, that's what it comes down to. And uh, and remember, a missed goal is never a failed project. It's because you didn't make your goal. Maybe you, you, you bombed it. Maybe you tried to, as you said, the gym. I'm gonna lose 10 pounds in three months. And what ended up happening is you gained five pounds in those, in those three months. Well, yeah, that sucks. You went opposite of, of what your goal was, but now at least you know where you fucked up. Even though the goal didn't get accomplished and technically you did fail at, at your goal, you could at least look back on and say, hey, this is why I messed up. And now you know what you gotta change. Now instead of losing 10 pounds, next three months you can say I'm just gonna change the way I eat in the next three months so if yeah so we already because we always see these goals and we always feel like if you don't hit it complete failure completely do but you don't you at least learn something about yourself you learn something what you learn is from gaining that you know 10 pounds instead of losing it well maybe you're you're not as motivated as you, as you thought maybe your environment was, was toxic maybe you you had this goal now of 10 pounds but guess what you got a new job job you, you know you broke a whip with somebody and you had some Trauma going on, or something happened, and shit, hit, shit hit the fan, and guess it, it, it is what it is. But at least you tried losing that ten pounds, and you know what happened if that caused you not to fulfill that, not to fulfill that, or, or meet that goal. It's never a failure. There's, yeah, it's like a they science experiment. Cut-ups. There's no such thing as a failed mm-hmm. science experiment. You're, you still collect the data
0: and learn something from mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. just treat your body and yourself like that, and you'll, you'll do really good. And yep. ultimately. I feel like it comes down to is how bad do you want it if you want it bad enough you'll freaking go after it you'll get it you'll eliminate whatever distractions whatever is you know your
1: your blur- blurred focus and you'll kind of get it yeah and if you're struggling on how to like set goals or how to, how to do things mesh trying to do a little bit of coaching he says pretty pretty uh well it goes and and it will definitely help you out if you need to like to figure something out if you want to change something about yourself or about your mind or about your life and you know how to go about it master got it master got to go to you know shameless plug i
0: love it brother yeah hit me up guys we could uh, work together another way i kind of think about all this is um like your mind because we're talking about attention and currency how important that is and everything it's like your mind is like a spear it's sharp it's long it's pointy Wherever you point it, that's where your attention is going, your energy is flowing, and that's what you're executing. If you have a dilute sense of attention, you have too many tabs open, you're unfocused, you have too many goals, think about that spear. It doesn't become as sharp anymore, it uh, maybe has some defects, you you can't hold it as properly straight, it doesn't become a potent weapon anymore. And ultimately your mind is powerful, you are powerful as hell, you could literally achieve anything you want. You just have to have the proper systems in place and you'll achieve your goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Like when the analogy you are saying, like, for, like just to hop on top of that is, is a knife. Just because a knife gets dull doesn't mean you can't, you have to use that knife again, right? You just sharpen it and guess what? It still serves a purpose. That's kind of how we work as well. Sometimes we, we fall off, but guess what? We're beautiful human beings and we could hop right back on. We're not just something that you could, you could throw away like a dull knife because you yourself could just take that knife, sharpen it up. And guess what? It's ready to, to, to go and ready to be used. It might even be better than the first time around. Yeah. And maybe, you, maybe you'll buy a machete instead. There you go.
0: Uh, Bigger okay. knife. Yeah. But what's also interesting is you have to realize when your knife gets dull, a lot of, a lot of people don't see that. And that's when, so you got to measure goals. So looks like take out the bread. take out the bread. And some freaking Maswa looks yeah. like butter and Polish. Yeah. Make a good ass sandwich, bro. White bread, butter. That's it. and some chocolate milk mm. what is it called um, in Polish kakao with some kakao bro I used to love that shit or put some tomato on it mm-hmm. no. alright guys hope you guys enjoyed this episode about how to set a measure goals in 2022 we all believe you guys have the tools and knowledge now to achieve that ultimately it's going to be up to you be accountable, find an accountable buddy listen to this podcast a few more times you got it, if you have any questions hit us up thank you so much guys, Peace. see you next time